0: Hey guys, uh, Colin QC here. I'm um, here to talk about anything wrestling and wrestling related. So, first thing that comes into mind is my favorite wrestler is the Undertaker. Has been since King of the Ring in nineteen ninety-eight when he threw mankind off the top of the head in a Cell, which was so awesome. My first ever episode that I saw, and man, that guy. Getting thrown off top of the cage by the guy in black. Oh my god! He was like the Johnny. He's like the Johnny Cash of wrestling. Johnny Cash was the man in black in country music, but Undertaker is the Johnny Cash in the WWE. And um, basically, yeah, I've been following Taker for a lot of years now. And one thing that's always struck me about him. Well, there's plenty of things that strike me, but this one thing in particular that always, has always got me. And probably fans notice, but they don't really ask, is when he picks up a microphone, he takes a WWE logo block off the microphone and just tosses it across the floor. I think I've debunked this, but I'm studying the videos and seeing that he puts his hand right above to the mic itself. So that one's debunked. Uh, The other one that many people trying to figure out: how the hell does he appear in the ring just like that? How? And then somebody actually caught him coming out from underneath the ring with a stage crew handing him his hat and a microphone ready to be standing in the ring. Ready for his spot. So yeah. Uh, But my favourite greatest tag team of all time would probably be the Brothers of Destruction. Has to be. Um, Because with Undertaker alone he's just a dominant force to be reckoned with in WWE. And Cain, exactly the same, but on a more demonic side. Cain and Untaker are very similar, even though they are brothers, but obviously, you know, the real reason behind them being brothers. And the fact that they are not brothers, but they play the roles of brothers really, really good. Like, they're not good, they're not bad, they're just, like, mediocre. They're very, very mediocre by portraying a bad guy and a good guy don't know when... They're going to come out as a good guy or when they're going to come out as a bad guy. So, that's why I say they're very mediocre. Because they're very surprising. You don't know when they're going to turn on somebody. You don't know when they're going to be nice to someone. You know? To lend a hand or just like, you know what? Yeah, your ass is mine. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Um, I love every WrestleMania he's ever had. Probably... I would rate um, the Giant Gonzalez 1 out of 5, 5 being good, 1 being bad, 3 and 4 being average. I would probably have to rate it at 1.5, not because of The Undertaker, if it was The Undertaker wrestling somebody else it would be a 5, but I would have to say it's a, two point, a 1.5 because a Giant Gonzalez he couldn't wrestle. Yeah, they only got him in there because he was a big dude, he was a big guy, but the only reason is that they put that match together is because Undertaker's never really faced anyone larger than him, or taller than him, but yeah, I would rate that one like 1.5, it wasn't really good, it wasn't really bad, but when Undertaker got gas with chloroform, oh my god, then he came out, Jesus Christ, yeah, that was awesome, Um. So going through the years to a bit um, or should I say to last Monday on Monday Night Raw um, John Cena said that he's got got his way to Wrestlemania he failed at the Elimination Chamber to win it he got defeated um, but he knew how to get people excited how to get people on the edge of the seat. Get people talking, get the media talking. That's the main part of wrestling, get the media talking. And the fact that he said he should he's should have done something a long, long time ago, it's long overdue basically, and that is to challenge the Undertaker at WrestleMania. That is his only way to get to WrestleMania, by challenging the Undertaker, the legendary phenom, at the grandest stage in the mall where the Undertaker excels the best. Out of all the performers in wrestling, Undertaker performs really, really good at WrestleMania. In his later years, as he is now, um, he still performs really good. I would never doubt the guy, and he's coming to the end of his career, so this could be his last big hurrah. <laughs> but if it's a retirement match, career versus career match, uh, this would be take his time to bow down and later rest, basically. <laughs> but yeah. John Cena is saying that he wants to challenge Undertaker, but then he says that that's something that can't happen. So the next best thing was to jump ship to SmackDown, because he is a free agent, so we can do that. So he went to SmackDown, wanted in on the title match. The Six had a good match. AJ Styles had a good match. Um, AJ Styles is a very good performer in his own right. Um, John Cena, I've never really liked John Cena that much. I would say he's okay. Out of five, I'd probably rate him as an overall performer a 4.2. Being a 4.2 is very generous for me because I don't really like the guy. Yeah, don't get me wrong, he's an awesome dude. He does a lot of charity and all that, but it's just how sloppy he is in the ring. Um, The fact that every night you can see... That he does the same move after same moves. Yeah, wrestlers do that, but they add a twist to the move sometimes. And he just keeps them very, very plain and boring. That's his signature move, so you can expect it. But it could just do something to more excite the fans instead of like the same the same old routine: five knuckle shuffle, STF, attitude adjustment, you know, stuff like that. The shoulder tackle off the ropes—that's very, very old. Just needs to bump it up a bit. Needs to twerk it a bit. Um Undertaker as a performer, I would rate him a very highly five. A very, very high five as the fact that he is been in the wrestling business for over 34 years now. Coming in, in the late 80s and still wrestling today. His longest um employment of employment history would be with the WWE under Vincent Kennedy McMahon became for sure. But, yeah. Undertaker is like Vince no like number one creation. At first, though, when uh, Undertaker came into it, he didn't actually... Vince McMahon didn't actually want to see him. He was like, nah, 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 nah not really bothered about it, I'm not interested. Then, okay, he left, you know, head in the cloud still, head up high. Then, he came back, and Vince wanted to see him, and he put an idea to him of being a, a dead... Like Western Mortician. So they gave him the idea of being that of an Undertaker. So then I watched a podcast with JBL, Stone Cold, uh, JBL, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. And they all said that Taker basically came in on top and is still on top today. And that's like 26 years later in the WWE. For people to say that about one person is just. Unbelievable. Um, going back to last Monday now. Sorry to rebel on. Um, basically, the bits that I liked about Monday Night Raw would have to be that Ronda Rousey officially signed to the WWE. How awesome is that? A professional UFC fighter trained in professional fighting has now come and landed her... Spread her wings into the WWE. It's gonna had a whole, whole a lot of shit on her resume. Excuse my language, <laughs> but yeah, she came out basically and she demanded a apology of Stephanie McMahon. But you know, Ronda Rousey, being the woman that she is, she can do what she wants when she wants. She's like the Undertaker, basically. She can do what she wants when she wants and how she wants. She will do it. And yeah, so. Because neither of them got their apology, Triple H reacted by attacking um, the Raw general manager, Kurt Angle. Punched him, he went down with one punch. So, that that was a good segment. So, that segment altogether, I would rate it probably a four. It's not good. It's not bad. It's average. It's got the fans excited because it's Ronda Rousey, and everyone knows Ronda Rousey. I didn't know Ronda Rousey until a few years back, so then I followed her, I kind of followed her, and she's just like, whew. she's cute, and she's awesome. So going to the Asuka, Sasha Banks, and Bayley versus the women's champion Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, and Mickey James. That match was actually quite good. I actually quite enjoyed it, especially when uh, Sasha Banks jumped off the apron and springboarded herself basically into the ring and she did a jumpy kick into the turnbuckle to Alexa Bliss and that was like, wow. Then when she got injured, <laughs> um, she was like hobbling over to the corner where Bailey was extending her arm, but then Bailey just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm sending a message to you, biatch. And basically she just jumped off the apron that just left sasha banks like what do i do now but then she attacked in which was made it all okay because she came in and attacked alexa bliss then she went up and kicked nia Jax off the apron which was quite cool nia Jax being a big woman and a very she looks very dominant um getting kicked off by someone who is very smaller than her and a lot more agile i'm not saying that she isn't agile i'm just saying that um, asuka is more agile because she. Yeah, i've seen her work and basically it's good but then uh, asuka wins with a submission against mickey james with the armbar very very quick how she did it mickey james i think was going into a pin and then out of nowhere asuka just comes along and you know what got your armbar. Get out of that. So Mickey James, first couple of seconds, I got a tap. I've done. Uh, going back, obviously I've talked about John Cena and to like how he got, got Marty and like he could only get Undertaker, but it's impossible because Undertaker like he didn't say it, but Undertaker like can like retired last year against Roman Reigns, but never say never with the Undertaker. He hasn't said he's retired when he came back on 25th of January. Um, he didn't say he was retired, he hasn't said anything about retirement, he hasn't done anything. He's left the world in awe, especially the media. Especially the media. And the fans. The fans, he leaves the fans in suspense all the time. Um, Bray Wyatt challenges Woken Matt Hardy. Um, he had a quick match with Heath Slater. Bray Wyatt had a quick match with Heath Slater where basically sister Ab- sister abigail him in... Like really quick time. And uh, obviously business with Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt ain't finished. They've got some unfinished business they would like to like to take care of. And it'll be so cool to see Matt Hardy against Bray Wyatt because the woken character being like a dark character, obviously from his coming from his broken character to his woken character now, where he's probably like awakening like seeing what he wants and seeing what he desires but yeah um seth rollins defeats uh the intercontinental champion the miz um only for a few seconds after um Fimbelow comes out and capitalizes on the intercontinental champion which just got pinned by seth rollins um seth rollins backstage i've heard that he was really really pissed like finbelow came out and stole his limelight basically like Dude, you could have just like asked for a challenge yourself, but you had to go on. I attacked him, I pinned him, I left him in the ring in a bad shape. You had to come out and do what you had to do. You had to come out and do what you did. And I was like, really? You could have just done that yourself. But now you have to wait till someone else does it for you, as usual. Roman <laughs> um, Reigns addresses Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. Um, Being at the Elimination Chamber on Sunday, um, Roman Reigns was there, but Brock Lesnar wasn't. And what Brock Lesnar was doing, he was gallivanting around the town of Las Vegas, Nevada, going down the strip with his ex-boss of the UFC, Dana White. And obviously, Dana White and Brock Lesnar being good friends because, obviously brought lesnar being a ufc fighter as well as a WWE wrestler um it just all makes sense but yeah um so roman reigns actually called him roman reigns actually called him a piece of crap basically yeah he called him a piece of crap basically <laughs> At the end is like, I'm here every, every week, I come out do what I have to do. And you, because you got, got your contract, you're on this good like, contract where you can just show up whenever you want. I Made mean, like a taker. And we show up whenever you want, um, you just choose not to and that's really, really ignorant. So, being a champion, excuse me guys, I've got a got So yeah, that's uh, Asuka, Banks and Bayley uh, segment. I would probably rate that at 4.4. Uh, it was quite good i like the women's division john cena segment um i probably rate that like 1.4 because he gets marty throws the weight down and thinks he can like still bully people into doing what asking what he wants uh, bray white versus Heath Slater, i would probably give that around about a 4 i like bray white because he reminds me of the Undertaker. away he's like a dark character so yeah i'll give that a 3.4 uh, Seth Rollins and Fiblo I'd have to give them each, um, probably round about 3.5 each. Because they're both good in my eyes, Fiblaw is really, really good, cool guy, really, really a very talented guy. Um, Seth Rollins, again, is just exceptionally marvellous in the ring. Uh, Royal Tag Team Champions, Cesaro and Sheamus defeated Titus Worldwide with two out of three falls i didn't actually see that match so i'm going to kind of like skip that but i'll probably watch some more of it and have to come back on that specific segment um braunstrom defeated elias via dq obviously elias using <laughs> the fire extinguisher to temporarily blind braunstrom moves quite cool Um, But yeah, I'd probably rate that match probably about four because I like Braun Strowman. But yeah, the highlight of my night was probably um, Ronda Rousey being confronted by the Boeing Dollar Princess and her husband, Triple H. That was quite cool. So yeah, um, this was just a quick recap on what happened throughout the the week, guys. Um, I didn't get to see SmackDown, but I'm going to watch SmackDown and make one on that tomorrow sorry it's a short one tonight I should have started at 7 but I kinda had dinner late so I do apologise for that I'll try and get on early tomorrow though Um, so yeah Um, if you have any questions if you want to be featured on my show uh, it's my pen's just Hmm. pen must have wax in it (laughs) Um, uh, the show's called WWE Late Lounge with Colin QC your host thank you very much um, so, yeah, please get in touch if you have any questions or tell me who your favourite wrestler is. And I'll give them a rating out of, let's say, out of five. Five being good, one being bad, three and four being average. Above average is 4.5 and below average would probably be like two. But yeah, if you want to tell me your favourite wrestler, if you want to be featured feature on the show, tell me your favourite wrestler, I'll rate them, I'll tell you my favourite match from them and we'll see how it goes so hopefully i'll get some fans and um hopefully i can keep you guys entertained by doing this so thank you if you're listening wherever you are in the world thank you good night